Welcome to episode 24 of the Wire Tad Podcast with Alex. Hey, Carlos. What's up, Alex? What's going on, dude? What's Gucci, up? man? Winding down. Oh, man. It's, 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 it's Friday. Up. It's Friday, or as our culture would say, it's Friday and the body knows it. Isn't that an interesting way of translating things? Hey, and the body knows it. Did you know, talk about Gucci, did you know that the famous esports team that I follow, 100 Thieves, you guys probably uh-huh. seen, I wear a lot of 100 Thieves shirts. They're doing yeah, a collab yeah. dropping on the 19th with Gucci. Are they really? Yeah. Did you know, speaking of which, I meant to text you on this. Did you know that Tommy Hilfiger teamed up with Lewis Hamilton? Did they? Yeah, they teamed, up with, they teamed up with Lewis Hamilton and they have something called a Tommy X. Mm. And it's it's a line that Tommy Hilfiger uh, put out partnering up with uh, Lewis Hamilton, which. Which is kind of yeah. weird because, I mean, not to bring any, any ra- racial know, issues or anything like that. There say, was a yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, there uh-huh. was a time where Tommy had said that it wasn't his clothes wasn't for minorities, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's kind of surprising. But, but you hey, know, you know but, times but, have changed. But, got, but it's it's here's remember this, remember this. Formula One is considered to a lot of people, it's a elevated uh sport for the rich, right? It's not like NASCAR, you can pay. 10, 12 bucks to get in and get a nosebleed, right? Versus going mm-hmm. to a Formula One race where there's no way you're ever going to pay 12 bucks to get in there, right? So well, that's it's the, the way it's they, the, uh, they there's do no, it. Think about it like this. Out of millions of people, and we said it before, is there's only 22, 24 of the best athletes in the world that are able to get into it. Yeah, it takes a lot of money, and this is why they're talking about sure. the sport. And we can go through the whole aspect. I can talk. We can make a podcast full of just rate, uh, Formula One. But um, that's why they're talking about making it a little bit more accessible. It's just cost too much money. I mean, everything about carts and tires and making your way through it. And if you don't have sponsors, man, it's just ridiculous. But uh, I'm glad that Formula One has taken a big stance on equality and making a safe space it, for everyone. And it, because you know, it's I a worldwide sport. It's yeah, a but I, I, I do think that's because of Lewis Hamilton, though. As much as I'm not a big fan of Lewis, I have learned his story over the past couple of days. And I yeah. think he's just, I think the man is just misjudged a lot, man. Um, you know, I, I, he didn't grow up with, with money. Uh, no, I mean, it, heard, it's a do lot you know of his story. Do you know his story? Yeah, I do know a little bit of his story, and it's just the same like with uh, Sergio Perez. Like, you know, he's he was his family was, you know, sold a lot of stuff. He had to get sponsors to be able to make it. And obviously he had one of the biggest, you know, richest persons in Mexico back in the map uh, at a, I think when he was around 14, 15 years old. And because it takes a lot for them to, to do their dreams, fulfill their dreams, especially going to Europe, competing. Because it, if you look at it, a lot of the, yeah. the race, the, the racers right now the, that are racing, the athletes, they're all from almost the same class. Like most of them all been racing since they were kids. It's all the same type of group. And if you look at a lot of them, it's their formal sons. They're, I mean, their sons are former uh, race car or formula one drivers. So it's just a, almost like an inherited sport. Where exactly. Most of them it's are a in family there. business, right? Yeah. It, Cause it just takes a lot. So Absolutely. when you got a kid that breaks through those barriers and and now like Lewis Hamilton, right? That he's a seven world tag champ. It's 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 big for him because, like you said, he didn't have anything. They sacrificed a whole lot. Their parents sacrificed a lot to to get him to a position where he's at. I didn't yeah, know we no, were going to go there, but you know, I, we this- didn't. I didn't intend to go there either, man. But it's only because of the recent. Uh, there's just been a lot of good things happening lately in Formula One. Have you seen the new car? Have you seen the new Mercedes? Yeah, well. I saw the Red Bull one, uh, obviously, whoa, because, whoa, whoa, but whoa. It, you know what? It's just a prototype. They have a prototype and they, <laughs> and they just wrap, they wrap the team's like colors and they make it all nice and everything. Cause obviously that's not their car. They're not going to release real pictures of the 2022, especially this early in the stage. Oh man. Oh yeah. But, because then you've but, got competitors and jumping in. But and it looks nice. 
nice uh-huh. it looks nice yeah. they all mm-hmm. look nice yeah oh absolutely yeah, think- absolutely man no i i think it's a i think it's a fantastic sport i think uh you know one of the coolest parts i think is that did you know in a race uh drivers racers if we put it that way drivers can lose seven to ten pounds in a race do you know that i mean it's seven it, I, to ten pounds they're sweating they're sweating i mean it's hot man these is it's brutal it was brutal, you know. It That's is, why they and they gotta be as yeah, it's competitive. But anyways, Carlos, let's take it on to our first actual topic, which is uh and let's Tesla's talk business. Biggest, yeah, Tesla's biggest secret. Obviously, I don't think this is a big secret for me. I know you, you label it so? that because <laughs> I I've been seeing you know this. I, I follow I follow what Elon does. I, I think he's a, a brilliant man. As far as in his, maybe sometimes misunderstood. We talked about it before. He's a little crazy at times, but it's because he's at a different level different. than we are. He yeah, probably thinks yeah. we're the dumbest persons ever. I mean, yeah, in reality, yeah. you know, that's what he thinks. Um, and it's just. Although I did recently is, notice that Richard Branson went to space, uh, which is yeah. equivalent to what Elon is doing, right? Yeah, he's more doing like a tour thing, right? He's trying to he get is. tourists and and stuff. And but, dude, so. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you start because you you're the one that put the topic up for debate, or you wanted to discuss it. Go ahead. I'm just listen. This may be, as you said, this may be nothing new to you, and because it's probably nothing new to you, Alex, it's probably nothing new to a lot of our listeners. But I just wanted to bring this about. I wanted to bring it up front. I wanted to have this conversation because everyone, when they think of Elon, they think of Tesla right? Mm-hmm. Or they'll go directly to SpaceX. But one of the hidden things that, that a lot of people may not know is that he is slowly expanding his business and quietly expanding into energy storage, right? And you may be asking, so what does that mean? I'm talking renewable energy. I'm talking solar. I'm talking wind. I'm talking about these specific gadgets, if we want to call them gadgets, right? That become a utility for homes, right? You no longer have to pay a, a light bill, right? You make a heavy investment and you buy these solar panels, which you can do today. But what he is trying to do is he's trying to streamline this, right? He's trying to make this an option that when you move into your home, you can choose X power company or decide to go wind and solar, which is an, an approach that I think is going to move his brand, Alex, it's going to move him to the next level. Because I believe as a country, I believe as as people, I believe our generation is is becoming more invested, I would say, into renewable sources, being a little bit more uh, conscious, of course, as to what we're purchasing, uh, how we're using the things that we purchase, what we do with the things that we purchase. And this is exactly what Elon is doing. He's taking uh, a technology that he's using in Tesla and thinking, how do I maximize this technology that I really have tapped into, that I have really invested my life in, and how can I actually scale my business of renewable energy and these renewables. And listen, there is a $15 billion market in this, man. And that's not even 2021 numbers, Alex. $15 billion, right? We're talking about market cap with probably 25 in the mix. So the reason I wanted to bring this up is because not only- Seeing this this deployment of cash, right, that Elon has taken on, there's big things happening, bro. So you remember, I I told you that Tesla, and we talked about it even on the the top ten stocks and everything, and they were talking about oh, it's an automaker. And I told you, remember, I said, not really. Tesla is way more than just an automaker. It's more that's of right. a a complete different business. You got the boring company that's boring tunnels. You seen the te- the Tesla like tunnel where you take their cars and it sells drives and it's just a Drops Tesla tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Another thing is, is obviously with this solar stuff that they've been taking their, everything that they've learned, they, st- they started, I think in the market for the energy business back in 2015. And I'd be keeping an eye on it because I thought it was super impressive when they came out with their, so- with his solar, um, solar panels that are, they look identical like shingles. 
So I don't yeah. know if you saw yeah. them. You can probably go into the website and see them. They I look like been. shingles. So instead of having your shingles on your roof, it's not those big old uh, panels. It actually right, looks right. Like, a, like a shingle roof, but it's like harvesting. A roof. Yeah. But it's harvesting all that energy into their Tesla system. Now, like you said, obviously not with those shingles. I don't know what it would run, but if you're talking about an investment of today where it's roughly running around 25000 and your steady payment would be over $160 a month for the next 25 years, and then after the 25 years, you ain't paying nothing. That's it's right. all part of it. That's right. Or you continue giving payments of your light bill, and then who knows how that plays out. Right, right. It's more sustainable. It really is. It's much more sustainable. I think it it thinks out of the box. And I want to encourage you guys that, listen, if you're thinking about investing as we, we're an investing podcast, we talk about finance, we talk about business, we look at other businesses and we see how they're scaling and how we can adapt these. If we have a small business, if we're running, uh, 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 if we're in a, in a leadership position within a business and we're trying to help Ooh, our current sorry. business, what are things that we can do that we can bring to the table that of course, increase our value yet at the same time uh, increases the value of the company that we're working for or that we own. So, you know, I just wanted to bring this about Alex because it is a quiet thing that Elon is doing and he's really focusing on energy storage. And I think there's business in this. I think there's opportunity. So check this, in this. out. Yeah. So check this out. The contract that they won in Texas. So they, okay. So they've been in employment throughout the countries. They've showed that they actually can't handle the actually grid. can't do it. They, yeah. 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 They, they, they've actually said like, Hey, we can support this or up to two, three hours. I think mm -hmm. they, they deployed it in Hawaii, California. They got other places in Texas. Yeah. One of the biggest ones that were going on that contract, the, the people that were making the decision is ultimately we decided on Tesla because they have proven that they can handle, they have proven this, they're, they're way ahead of the technology. They understand it. There was very little risk. So they have the advantage over other people that they're putting their reputation on the line saying like, oh yeah, for sure we handle this because they've proven themselves, which is other companies are having to prove. And so they're ahead of the market that puts them in a very advantageous, uh, advantageous point. Another oh, thing is, another thing is, even though they're technically not making money off of yet. it yeah, yeah, yet, yeah. But the deployments are more and more and more that everyone's starting to adopt it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and, and that's, that is a trend, right? I think that is a new trend that we're moving into as, as people, as people who want to make a difference, as people who want to make a change right in the earth and taking care of mama earth, right? If we want to look at it that way, but speaking of trends, Alex, there are some trends that that are taking place right now, some business trends that are taking place right now in 2021 when it comes to business, when it comes to technology, when it comes to design. And I wanted us to look at these, these 2021 trends that are slowly going to be creeping into 2022. Did you get a chance to review that by any chance? There's some good no, stuff here. No, I did. I did look at some. I had, I have um, some opinions on some of them. Some of them are actually affect most of us in today in today's time Absolutely. but why don't you kick it off with the first one and then we'll go through them yeah the first one talks i believe there's six right there's six specific Correct. trends six but seven specific trends uh that we'll look at and we won't we won't really flush this out completely right Correct. we're going to snorkel versus dive but we wanted to bring about this attention because these specific business trends, uh, the first one talks about a collective displacement. What is a collective displacement that's taking place in business and technology and how life is, is really working itself out in the business world? And what it's saying is it is time for us to help people find their place again with the right experience. In other words, when they love what they do, continue to make that happen, right? Create an environment where people love coming to work, 
that it's not a burden, that they're not hating to be there five days a week. If that's the case, change it to a four-day week, right? If it's to that extreme, then make a difference. Create this collective displacement and bring it back together because people are now identifying jobs and responsibilities and paying their bills and, and making a living for themselves as a chore instead of something that they love to do, right? So this collective displacement helps people, helps us as individuals to say, we've got to find our place again with the right experiences. So in anything and everything that we're doing, whether it's in business or in our personal life, connect people, right? Uh, connect them together so they can find that hope, I guess you can say, or find that thrill or that passion or that ability to fall back in love. Because again, we're going back to just living. And that's a trend that's moving into this year or, or into next year as well, that our generation is saying, look, we're looking for purpose. We're not wanting to show up from nine to five if we can knock our job out between nine to 12, right? So this collective yeah. displacement trend says, hey, it's about helping people find their place once again with the right experiences. Did you catch that? No. Yeah, no, for sure. And then if we step into number two, man, is the number two trend is doing your, your self-innovation. And what this led was when COVID started, you know, it kind of led to a lot of people not being able to come in. They were too scared. So what did that leave? It, it left a lot of people into, you know what? I can do this myself. So That's it started right. with right. innovating, figure, yeah, figuring out, like playing a key role, like, oh, I can figure this out. I can watch this YouTube video. I can do this. I can figure it out. I can call someone. They can help me and I can try to do it. it you started a project. I don't know if you started any project yourself, but I did. I did. I did. It, I did. You know what I'm saying? We all did. So it's more of like, you know what? I can do it myself. So what it did, it just did the innovation. People actually realized that, you know what? I could, I'm creative. I can, I can shine through this. So that's kind of the number two trend. But is, what does that do, say do to us, though? You you hit, man, I know this is something we were going to talk about, but you're you're bringing something about that is so true. What what does that say to us, though, man? Bro, that says to us that we are busy freaking people, bro. We mm -hmm. are so busy that we don't even make time or have the time to learn something new to do it ourselves right? It's all about doing it on the fly. Let me watch this quick video while I'm on the way to work, right? Let me watch this quick video while I'm scarfing down this sandwich. Let me go ahead and see if I can figure this out while I've got some extra spare time, right? It's interesting how this pandemic, this COVID situation put us in a specific place where this DIY shows up and says, hey, you can do it. You just need to sit down and focus on this, right? Because yeah, we don't have that you kind of time. It kind of made you slow down a little bit, right? It, it makes did, you kind of man. take a little pause, reset your your values, reset your time, took back a little bit of control, and just know that you can do. You don't have to be a slave to your employer. I mean, you right, can right, slow down right. a little bit and and do right. your stuff. All right? No, no, no. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, trend number three for those that are keeping up with us: uh, sweet teams are made of this. Is called the trend. It's reshaping your employees uh, to experience a post-pandemic world. In other words, the things that these employers or these businesses just recently learned about their business and how that places their, their staff, really, right, their employees, there are more, I believe that there are more businesses that are becoming more conscious of what they do and how they do things as a business. Listen, maybe your specific line of work was not remote work, and because of this pandemic, now it gives the company and the employee the ability to work from home, which they never thought they could do. Alex, I know you can relate to this. Mm -hmm. So right? here's the thing, too. Yeah, dude, for sure. So here's one thing also they, they it took them is they're not paying that much on toiletries, whatever that may be, you know, right. paper, right. Uh, soap and all this other stuff. Who's paying for the coffee? Because right. obviously right. if you're at home, you're using your coffee. If Don't you're... You. It, 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 you know, you're doing that is they're not offering, you know, they're not spending so much on supplies. They're not cleaning behind you, blah, blah, blah. This right, and the list right. goes on and on. So right. now it becomes a different issue about whose responsibility is for what and everything. But I think it's a sweet deal for both parties. If you, if I'm frank, I do. If you take advantage of it, right. As they said, uh, you know, don't allow a, a catastrophe to define you 
take advantage of the catastrophe, right? Everything that has just taken place, really take the time to just learn how this has affected your business, how it's affected your employees, and how it's affecting you as an employee within your business, right? Maybe you have figured something out on your own within the business that is really reshaping the way things are done. So that is a trend. Again, it may not be something that you're working or living in right now, but that is a specific trend that's taking place right now, Alex. And, and you know what? It's a, it's a sweet it's a sweet deal. Like I said, it's a sweet deal. It sweetens the you pot can, for sure. You, what you have to do is you got to make sure that you're actually working. If you guys are out there and you're in the same spot, just make sure you're doing your job. Because here's right. what I don't don't take advantage where where you're not doing your job. Because what's going to happen is you're going to spoil mm-hmm. it for the rest of the people that are actually doing their job. That's right. That's you know, right. It, it it becomes where uh, and and I know I'm going a little bit deeper here, but it becomes an employer versus an employee relationship and trust. The employer's got to be trusting you that you're doing your job and you got to entrust the, your employer that, Hey, you're going to let, allow me to stay here as long as I'm doing my job. Like don't penalize me and try to bring me back to the office. If I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to do. So I will just say to the people, if you're there, don't take advantage. I mean, it's a sweet deal that you're staying at home. You're saving on gas, tires, car wear, um, and you're just staying at home. Big time, and I, and and for me as 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 a as a CEO man of of uh, of a lot of things that are happening uh, within my business is I would just say keep in mind that your productivity matters, right? If productivity slows, then we're done, right? It's no longer a trend; it's a disappearing trend, right? It is no longer existent. Uh, and, and I would say that personally, because then if productivity slows down, then what's the point in doing what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. But you got yeah, you to gotta remember to sweeten the pot because the trend is you have made it. Now, now you start to think, right? Now as a business owner, and this is for those of you that, that may not see it this way, I'm telling you, your boss is rethinking things because of this pandemic, right? They're figuring out things. They're, it's either good or bad, but they're figuring a lot of new things out because they realize of what could happen in a day. Overnight, things could change dramatically, right? They could lose employees. Look at all these restaurants, man. Look yeah, at all these restaurants. Crazy. Look at all mm-hmm. these restaurants. The new pandemic is being short-staffed at a restaurant, right? That's the new pandemic. Mm-hmm. And that's just the restaurant, right? Now restaurant owners are thinking, dang, I really need to bump this salary up, right? The, the mm-hmm. 250 an hour plus tips isn't working. It's just not cutting, yeah. It's just not cutting it anymore. When you've got inflation rates of over 5%, who wants to go back to that, Alex, right? No. I saw the other day I was driving and I saw a restaurant with a billboard, a billboard outside their restaurant that said a $1,500 sign-on bonus. Have you ever seen a restaurant with a $1,500 sign-in bonus? No. You know why? No, I mean, yeah, because they ain't got no employees. You exactly. Nobody wants to get hired. Exactly. So right now, to employers out there, you know, or CEOs and stuff like that, right now, if you got good people, you got to be, you know, you got to make sure that you value them because what's going on is if an employee feels that they're not valued, Right now is not the time for you to say anything, right? Because the market <laughs> right. is endless. There's people out there that are paying you bonuses or paying you big money just yeah. to go out there and, and come and come work for them. So That's if you right. got a, a good employee, you got to be careful in, in what you say because right now is not the time. No, it's not. So take care four, of your Carlos, staff. And I'll say that to any CEO. Take care of your people. That's, yeah, so listen, number four if is, you take care okay. of your people, I'm sorry, Alex. Let me, get up, let me jump on this soapbox. Yeah. Let me say this for any CEO that's listening. And, and I'm writing this book for you and I'm almost done. If you take care of your staff, if you take care of your people, they'll take care of your business. Number one lesson. If you take care of your people, they'll take care of your business. Gary, Gary uh, V said, you work for them. They don't work for you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, it's true. It is what it is. Uh, it's true. So basically, As a CEO, that's the case. Yeah, Just because it's Anyways, I can go into the whole thing. But uh, here, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, num- ahead, so go. number go, four. Go number four. In- go number four. Number four. In- go number four. <laughs> Interaction, wonder, wonderlust. So many of us have spent, you know, much time on the screens. We've been the consumed by screen fatigue. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, fatigue, or you know, you just seen so many 
TikTok videos, Instagram videos, seeing your neighbors, seeing this digital stuff. You know, this this trend is just about we spend so much time on the screens that, you know, you're forgetting to live a little, live your life a little. Start worrying about you got to shake that wonder dust, basically shake that oh, okay, dust, okay. go out and do whoa, stuff. Whoa, whoa. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake it off. <laughs> shake it off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you see that? I shook it off. You got to find out I'm what's exciting, off. what expires you. Go out right, and try right. new things. Elements don't get so stuck in the daily routines. And, you know, I'm guilty. You're guilty to that point. It's like, you know, we, we got to make sure that we break out of some of these daily routines that and just stop living in the limbo because, man, you know, tomorrow's not promise. Right, right, right. And, I, and, and that's the thing, Alex. I think number five interconnects with what number four is saying. Uh, this this liquid infrastructure, right? It's not just in business. This is even for your own life, like redesigning the way you think, right? Redesigning the way your business is built, redesigning how you scale your business. You've got to deliver delight from that first moment to the last, right? Honestly, like this past weekend, I showed up at a dealership and I was I was disappointed and I'm not going to get into details about it because I was, I was looking for a model X. I'm not going to lie. Looking for a model X. I think I might've mentioned mm-hmm. that. And I was really disappointed that there was absolutely no delight. And I had purchased a vehicle from this specific dealership before, but I went to a, to a sister place, right? A sister dealer. And I just didn't see it. The only reason I came back The only reason I chose that specific brand, that specific name, is because initially there was a delight from the first moment to the last moment. They knew exactly how to get my business. They knew exactly how to keep my business, but they recently ruined it, right? So when you look at your business, when you look at what your career is doing, when you look at your personal life, this trend number five is talking about this liquid infrastructure is sometimes you got to pivot right? Sometimes the plan is not going to work out the way you want it to. And you have to have the discipline, the courage, the cojones, right? To be able to look back and to say, hey, I really got to rethink this. I really need to rethink this because if I don't rethink this, I'm going to, honestly, I'm I'm, going to sink, right? I'm going to, I'm going to drown. So I would say that this new trend of pivoting on a daily basis, if that's the case, if it needs to take place, it needs to take place, Alex. Now, for, for sure, Carlos. And number six, man, is the empathy challenge. I think, I think we all you don't have any empathy. No, I do. You struggle I do. with empathy. No, I, I do. Remember, you're the power guy. Remember, you want power. No, nah, man, that's soul. that's just what the internet the internet said. The you know? internet junkies. But, <laughs> yeah, the internet, whatever test you made us take, you know, the power, power, uh, power. You need people like you we'll get to that in yeah, a second. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, the empathy challenge is a lot of people have taken this idea in knowing what brands stand for, what brands are promoting, what brands are, are saying, what CEOs is saying what. So that's why we're seeing the market also move so much is because one guy says the wrong thing and the market and you know reacts a certain way that people do so i don't know you'll probably end up talking at one point about this and i think you're going to go a little bit later about this woke mentality or you know whatever that people are starting to go into these trends but anyways is people got to be conscious of what people what the companies are saying because people are out there and if you if they don't agree with those same values they're Looking in another different direction, man. That's right. That's right. As they should, don't you think? As they should. If a company is not keeping their ear to the ground, Alex, then what's the, I mean, honestly, what is the point in keeping a customer, right? If you are mm-hmm. not sensitive to a customer's needs, right? Then, then what are you doing in business? And that's the reason I believe that this is a trend when it comes to business. Now, last but not least, it's called rituals lost and found. Listen, there are things in business that a business has always done. And it is okay, this trend is going on, that it is okay to let go of the old and acquire the new. It's okay to think outside the box and try to generate a new revenue model, right? If the old revenue model isn't working, you need to go ahead 
and find a new way of generating a new revenue model because doing something over and over again and expecting a different right result is a little crazy wouldn't you say alex it's insanity that's the it's insanity, insanity is what they yeah. say exactly so you know this trend number seven talks about rituals lost and found it's helping people create meaningful rituals in their new unforbidden circumstances right in this tough economy in this inflating economy you gotta be able to understand to say if this isn't working then you gotta try something new right you gotta figure mm -hmm. something else out or else again i go back to it's either sink or swim. Yep, that's that's right, Carlos. And so on this on the next here, pivoting it off to our next subject, Carlos. Last week we talked about Speaking I was of gonna sinking give you, or swimming. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna give you a little bit of homework, right? And you that did was give the subject me a homework, right? And the subject was I sold my house, now what? And right, right. So now we, we're gonna come back and talk about a little bit of tips here and there, things that we might have learned. Um, there's some things that, that were interesting that, I, that I've saw. And then also, we, um, I also read a different kind of articles and there's some tips on here of, I sold my house now, what Carlos? Listen, what do I first do? Of, what do I do what with do my money? Do? What do you do? Listen, it just depends, right? Here is, here is one of the piece. This is one of those uh, homework assignments that I honestly have to go back to say, well, if that's my homework, then give me an end result. Give me an end goal, right? If you sell your home, okay, now you've got this amount of cash. My question is, what do you want to do with that cash? So here's, right? here's the different subjects. And we're, we're going to go and touch a little bit at a, a grand scale here. But a lot of people talk about capital gains tax, right? right. What do I do? Right. What do I do? What am I doing? Um, am I getting the profits and I'm immediately thrown into a property, then yeah, you don't have to pay any taxes on that, right? Because you're immediately going into it. Another thing is, okay, there's certain, and here's the one that sticks uh, out to me the most. And this is also something that I learned besides this from uh, a coworker's experience on this. If you, if you live in your home as your primary residence for two years, it says on the article that, that we have, but also, he said three years. Uh, I think you need to go back to your state and just double yeah, check. Yeah, you got to go back every, and check what the state says. Because every state is different. But let's just say that uh, for this particular scenario, it's a, it's a, I believe it's two years. So if you live in the home for in your primary residence for two years and say you run it out for two years or whatever, as long as you have lived in five consecutive years, That's two right. years, and then you sell it. Uh, then you don't have to pay no capital tax right. ta taxes. Right. If you're a single person, it's a uh, $250,000 at profit. Yep. If it's a, if it's a married couple, if you follow yeah. jointly, because uh, it's all filed by the IRS. So as long That's as you right. follow jointly, it's $500,000 that if you lived in your home up for to, two years, for sure. yep, up to, up to, and then after yep. that, you will have to pay. Right. But if you live, if you live for two years and you sell it within the five year period, you don't have to pay any capital gains taxes. So you can this, put that money wherever you want. Yeah, exactly. And right. this is the problem with house flippers, right? This is the problem with people who flip homes. They flip, they get a, you know, they, they create revenue for themselves. They generate a, a whole new line of revenue. They, they begin to say, hey, look at me now, right? They walked away with a with a gain of 70, 80, 90,000, just depends what kind of remodel you're into, right? What happens is these flippers, if you did not live there, expect that capital tax gain to take place. And that's why there are flippers who flip a home, realize what just takes place once tax season comes around and they're like, oh man, did I we really make anything? <laughs> yeah, did I really make anything? So you're telling me I put myself through all of that for seven G's, right? Yes, you did. Why? Because you don't understand the way this works, right? You're, you, you simply did not create, right, a loophole for yourself. You honestly did not think this through. And you're seeing this as a transactional transaction, right? It is all transactional versus thinking this through and saying, what if, what if I would have put this in a trust, right? What if I create a living trust out of this and I skip the tax, right? Out of these generated gains that I've got. So there's there's multiple ways so, that so he, do this, Alex. Here's, here's the only, yeah. So the only thing that I would say to that, Carlos, it all just depends. 
if you if you have an LLC and you're buying the home through your company and then you're actually selling it and you're making the That's profits right. and then you're using all those expenses or whatever, then you're to reinvest taxes on the remaining. Yeah, correct. And you're putting whatever money is left over. That's what you're paying taxes. That would be the smart way to do it. But yeah, correct. If you're doing personal or whatever and you don't have those benefits, then 100%, you're just paying way too much taxes for no reason. And and hence what you were about to say is spending it in the stock market or buying it into safe ETFs or or whatever, stock bonds, you know, it depends on what the market is. Put it in IRA. a Roth. Right, generate Ricardo. generate some kind of some kind of interest on it, create some kind of compound on it. Alex, I would always say, and this is something that that I have, I actually said this to somebody recently. You got to keep some cash around, mm-hmm. right? You got to keep some liquid around because you just don't know what could come up, right? And I'm not talking about an investment opportunity. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking emergency, about, whatever. I'm talking emergencies, right? And I'm not talking, oh, I have a thousand dollars ready to go. A thousand dollars for an emergency in 2021, guys, is not going to cut it. I'm just going to be real with you. Those old, old school ways of thinking, that thousand bucks, keeping it in a safe fund, it's just not going to work. Listen, you can break a tooth, not have insurance, go get a brand new crown, get a root canal done and get a filling all at once. You're going to walk out of there with at least a four to $4,500 bill. Yeah. Your thousand dollars always covers for a down, a little down yeah, payment. What 10, just happened to your thousand? Down right <laughs> right? Yeah. now, now you're paying interest on the right side of your mouth. Right? So again, I go back. You always need to keep some so liquid check this around out, Carlos. Yeah, man. Talk about something, man, is this is so crazy. Um, Actually, I'll, I'll put a pause on it because it has to do with what you just saying, but I yeah. don't want to, we'll, we'll pivot back. Now, yeah. so now, be fluid, so, just be pretend, fluid. so now I pretend that I don't, I, I took my profit and I have $200,000 that I sold. I don't say I meet the criteria. Now, yeah. I don't want to buy a home right now because obviously the housing market is skyrocket. We have over 21 million people in delinquent loans that yeah. who knows when, I think Biden is going to extend it, but obviously he can only extend it for so long. And then eventually that's going to crash. Collapse. Um, yeah. It's going to collapse. So now I'm waiting for the opportunity two years from now, maybe that it collapses. I don't want to have that money or the majority of that money just sitting there in the bank, losing value. So what would you recommend our people out there to do I invest it in stocks, but get a couple ETFs and put it, and then I don't know because I want to be able to pull them, you know, the the money if it if it hits like a right buying opportunity. What do you think I should do, or what do you think? Obviously, we're not. Uh, hold on, let me preface this: we're not real professional. Well, you know, we're not advising you to do your own research. Go look it up. Talk to you always. Do your own research. And, always. And everything. Out this is just today. our opinion. These are strictly opinions. our opinions. Absolutely. This is entertainment and opinions with a little bit of wisdom because we've been through it. Right. Look, two hundred grand, Alex, is is an amount of money that today. Uh, you know, you take in this inflation rate, you look at how other uh, families, other medium incomes are performing. Uh, look, yes, I believe in investing. Absolutely. I don't believe in jumping in the trends, right? I don't believe in, in, mm-hmm. in jumping in trends. I believe that if you're going to invest and you've got, you know, if you're in the ballpark of the 200 because you recently gained uh, a sale and you've got that kind of cash sitting in your account, Number one, I go back to what I just said, create some compound interest, generate some interest, right? Open up a business if that's what you're wanting to do and go to the next level. If anything, I would always caution you, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, keep some liquid around. So if you want some hard numbers, here's here's some hard numbers. If I'm sitting with $200,000, Alex, right? And I'm testing the market and I've never invested. I've never jumped into anything that bears any kind of interest. You know what I would say? I would say you jump in with a fourth. Take that 50 grand, right? Mm -hmm. Take 50 grand, put it in private equity, right? Put about 70% in private equity and put 30% in bonds. 50 grand, you still have 150 in liquid, 
right? You still got 150 to go to just in case life happens. Now, the person who just sold the house and made 200,000, congratulations, you did a phenomenal job. I just hope you have a place to live, right? Number one, I hope you have a, pl a place to live and a place to rebound because that's going to be the number one important thing. That's what I'm saying. Some people don't have that ability right? Yeah, Some people correct. in today's day and age, they don't have that ability. When your house and you have a house, that's it. Unless you just sold your, you know, your vacation home, different conversation, but you're also in a different tax bracket, right? Completely different tax bracket. I would say take 50 grand, take 70% in private equity, 30% in bonds and watch that balance act take place. And if then, you're and going, if you're moving into stocks and bonds, yeah. right? If you're jumping in the REITs, Different conversation because that's real estate investment. There's a trust there. It just depends what it's spitting out. Different conversation. If you've never done that before, don't jump into a REIT because you're not going to understand it, right? I would say take mm -hmm. 50 grand, allocate it accordingly, and watch it go. Once you're ready, give it six months. Watch that portfolio, depending how conservative, how aggressive you are. Then make the decision to go on to the next level if that's something you want to do. Yeah, and I would just say like, and what he means by that is like, uh, say you want to put into there. There's ETFs out there like SPY. It, it basically invests in uh, Microsoft. Uh, I think Amazon. I, I think it's a it piece of every up. popular company. It, it, so if a if correct. a company is not performing the way it should, other companies that's within that portfolio is going to save you that day instead of just collapsing all at once. And then correct. And then also look into companies like Johnson and Johnson that pays very good dividends. I think Coca-Cola is another one that pays good dividends. Yeah. So you look at companies that you're not looking for companies that are tremendously going to skyrocket, uh, right. but you're looking for companies that are stable, that are paying you a quarterly or monthly, uh, you, you know, a dividend that yeah. is going to make you money because you're the way the dividends pay is they're paying you a percentage off of every share that you own. So obviously if you put, and again, don't put 50,000 50, or, or even 30,000 into one stock alone. You, you're going to sprinkle it across a couple of them that are, that are secure. And with that, you need to do a little bit more research. But you, you start putting, you know, 5,000 in Johnson & Johnson, the, the little SP, SPY, you, you look for another one, you put a little bit of money into that, maybe, you know, so... That way you're kind of protected, right? Purchase a really expensive watch, purchase a, a really expensive vehicle, hold it and watch that. You know, right now, right now, assets are, are, are really not depreciating, man. Uh, yeah, stocks, check this out. So, stocks, so right? my, you so know? one of my neighbors, so one of my neighbors has a, had a, a Ford, whatever, two-year-old, three-year-old truck with 85,000 miles. Um, say he bought it, at least say 60,000, just to run a number. They yeah. offered them because uh, he had to go do some service. They did oil chains, blah blah blah. They offered them fifty-eight thousand. This is a three-year-old truck. Fifty-eight thousand dollars. He bought a brand new sixty off the lot. Yeah. Talk yeah. about he only he only paid two thousand dollars, essentially, to have this vehicle for three years and put eighty-five thousand miles. Is that crazy mm -hmm. or what? That is nuts. Again, that's because of the chip shortage. Matter. There's this chip. Listen, it's just a matter of time before these dealerships panic, man. Listen, you know why? Because they got to keep business going, Alex. They got employees no. to pay. They got businesses to run. They've got pockets to fill. If you don't have any cars, listen, you can't even sell gap insurance right now, bro. You can't even sell gap insurance as a dealer because the car is not complete. You've got dealerships right now that are selling cars, right, at a fraction of a price because certain features of a vehicle do not work because the chip isn't in there, right? This is a mess. So they've got to buy these used cars. So that way somebody comes in and says, oh, that's 80,000, man, I could really use a truck. Oh, here we go. Let's go ahead and sell it to them. Let them give us $2,500 down. Let's go ahead and give them a 7% interest. And we just racked in guys 15 grand off of a good prospect, right? That's just the way business works, man. So again, Carlos, assets matter. Assets matter tremendously right now. Let me, let me just say this last bit is obviously the stock market is not guaranteed. So if you're really looking for money, to pull right away or it's not going to sit there for longer than a year you got to be careful because the market could move down but 
if you have money, guys, and you're investing over the long term, if the stock market goes down over 10 years, it always corrects itself and you're able to make money. That's why this is how our 401ks and everything like that is, you know, it's you just got to have enough a, cash to hold on. Yeah, correct. Because you got to you got to ride that wave, like they say. So right. if you're looking to put it in there and then immediately try to take it out, obviously, you're going to have to pay capital gains taxes on the money that you pull out, not the money you invested in. But still, just be careful because you could put those $50,000. It could go down and it's going to take, you know, two or three years and then it'll bounce back up and then boom, you start and it just you start seeing it go up, 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 up. So just be careful. And right. uh, you got to have the stomach for that. Right, right, right. Which is why I go back to, if you got 200 G's in your pocket, only spend 50. Yes, my opinion. That's Carlos, just me. And real quick on the story time. So guys, people out there that don't have the money story to, time. story time. So people who don't have money out there, here's here's someone that I know. And, and it's, uh, it's a shame that I wasn't able to, to see it sooner to prevent the damage. Uh, but anyways, they went out there, they got some, some dentist work or whatever, and they, they end up financing, didn't really ask no questions, just here, sign on the dotted line. Wait, um, on a vehicle? Finan- no, no, no. On, on say some dentistry work, some dentist. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Dentistry. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Some so dental, basically, dental. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically it's say they're, it's a $6,000 job that they're doing. Repo that mouth. Sorry, because everything everything's so expensive, right? So, anyways, you six thousand dollars of finance, blah blah blah. You're gonna be paying two hundred dollars a month. Oh, that's not that bad, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, sign, no problem. They locked them on a seventy-two a seventy-two month contract, where they're the final, and it's clear there. But this is when you when you don't know, you don't know what to ask. You can get yourself in trouble, guys. So, so seventy-two months. Yeah, six the, years. At the like a car, think about it. Six thousand dollars you're financing for seventy-two months. At the end of the mature contract, you're paying fourteen thousand dollars. There's your balloon right there, bursting. Check this Damn. out, and check this out. The first, Jeez. the first, um, the first six year or whatever. The first half of that, you just pay nothing but interest. You haven't paid any single dime on the towards principal. the on the principal. <laughs> How so much was the how much was the principal? Six six grand. So I looked at it and I said, Did you guys realize this, this, and this and that? And it was like after they showed me, it's like, hey, take a look at this. And it was like uh, I was like, nah, dude, these people are robbing you blind. It's like, what how long have you paid? Well, I already paid three thousand, three thousand dollars on interest because you haven't paid dime towards the interest. I was <sighs> like, okay, what you need to do is you need to call, you need to figure out, you know, what the you need to refinance your mouth. No, you need to figure out what the payment is or, or what's the buy, you know, the payout to figure that out. It's like, okay, yeah, I owe this much. I was like, you need to just pay cash, dude. You, you're, you're losing so much uh, up the, uh, up the, you know, you're losing up so much money. Just pay it, get it over with. That's what they did. Paid it off, then got that bill out of the way. You just save yourself, you know, some money there. We just, not, we just had this conversation with cars. Remember, Alex? Yeah. That's why de- when you go into dealerships, they'll say, well, where are you trying to be at on a monthly basis? Oh, I just want to be at, you know, $800 a month. Oh, $800 a month. Okay. No. Then they go back in, man. And I've heard, I have heard people purchase vehicles with Alex. I ain't lying. I am not lying. When I say this 96 months, 96 months, bro. Night. Let me say that again. 96 months all for the sake of keeping that car payment at that $800 range. I mean, you might as well just buy a Bugatti. You might as well be rolling mm-hmm. in a Rolls Royce, right? You're pulling 96 months at $800. Yeah, but then they can't pay, but then you can't pay the maintenance. No, of course not. Of course yeah, not. So anyways, that, that was just, a, that was just a tip, man. Make sure you guys are looking at this, Ooh, your contracts man, and making sure that you're, yeah, you're was actually, the, the, was it, let me ask you something. Was it gold? No, it was not gold. Was it amalgam? No, it was actually like an actual real medical medical thing. So it's it's something that had to get done. It wasn't for for. Oh, it was going to affect their heart. It was going to affect their heart because that's mouth mouth disease goes to the heart. You know that. No, right? 
Well, yeah, I think that I've heard some or I read about that before, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it was just um, some I used something to be that they needed for a dental agency when I was younger, much younger. Well, Carlos, let's talk about our last <laughs> subject, which is the MLB. <laughs> the yeah. MLB. Listen, guys, this is the last subject we're going to talk about today because this is and listen, Alex, in the, in I'm not going to. Yeah, well, listen, I'm not I'm not going to get uh, I'm not going to get political. Uh, our goal is to try to avoid politics because we have seen what politics does to our listeners, what it does to our show. And we try not to get political because we understand that that's not something fun. So today I'm, I'm just going to tell you what's going on. OK, and everyone might know this because this is a little old. Right. Major League Baseball pulled the all-star game from Atlanta, right? So the Atlanta, Atlanta pulled the all-star game, right? And MLB did it, supported it because of the voting rights that took place in Georgia recently, right? Mm -hmm. The voter suppression thing that we've got going on right now in Atlanta is a mess in the state of Georgia. I mean, uh, it's just, it's bad, right? I get it. But I'm not getting politics. I'm, I'm not bringing politics into this. This is not political. What I am, what I am bringing to the, I guess you'd say to the table, Alex, is what capitalism is doing. Right. This is called woke capitalism. Okay. Woke mm -hmm. capitalism to me and to the rest of the world is equating to. Let me make, and, and I'm going to try to put this in the best way possible. Woke capitalism is that if you're a company and you say, oh, you know what? Let's, for example, we make toothpaste. I'll give you this example. I'll go a little deeper, right? A little more tangible. Let's just say I own a company that makes toothpaste. I'm not Procter Gamble. I'm just, I'm, my toothpaste just says toothpaste, right? Let's just, let's, for teeth, right? For teeth. That'll be the name of the company, right? So for teeth says, <laughs> at the dollar tree listen oh, so yeah. i will have this and what i am saying as a company is hey let's go ahead and jump on to the black lives matter let's put blm on all our toothpaste <laughs> right for teeth right let's put blm on there that way Everyone sees that we're all about this movement and they'll buy our toothpaste. Do you see the manipulation? Now, listen, some companies are doing it because they truly believe in it. And I'm not questioning what you guys are doing. I'm not questioning that whatsoever. But there is a thing that's going around that's called woke capitalism, right? That, you know, the woke movement is saying, hey, we know what really happens. We know what's really going on. We know who really is controlling these decisions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, no, no. I'm talking about woke capitalism, that people, that companies, that leadership within those companies, those people are making decisions, right, and siding with a specific side for the sake of generating additional sales, Right. Yeah. They jump on a movement. They jump on a cause, not because they believe in it, Even the, but they believe it's going to increase value. the bottom dollar. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Bottom line. If we do this, guys, we stand a chance of increasing our revenue for the next six months by 20 percent. What? Let's do it. Yeah. Well, capitalism says, wait a minute. I know why you're doing this and you're manipulating it. And it's not cool. It's not OK. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like they're pu they're punishing the whole state based on the decisions of, you know, what the mayor decides to do and all these businesses that were looking forward. Like, if you check this out, I think um, like the previous in 2000, in 2000, it was the yeah. So in 2000, it generated based on the local economy, forty nine million dollars in Atlanta in 2000. Obviously, with the um, all star game. In 2019, it was projected that it brought 65 million to Cleveland. So right. these businesses around just because of the car rentals and everything else like that, they were expecting this big money making opportunity and it just got yanked. Economic development for sure. And then you know the, the mayor just basically told you no know, today the major league baseball cave for to fear 
political opportunism and liberal lies and he's not backing up you know we're not going to be caving to fear this is a knee-jerk reaction blah 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 cancer culture woke politic activists and he goes on to to say all these kind of things i mean i think it's hard to say you know what really goes behind closed doors and the discussions because obviously there's were many discussions between teams but they took a strong stance on it they did they took a strong stance but here's the thing i hope i hope and i'm and i'm being honest man i'm being incredibly honest i hope these companies that are jumping on these movements for the sake of these movements i hope it's real right I hope it's real. I hope you're really making that decision because, you know, for the MLB to do this, uh, what happened to the NFL when they didn't support Kaepernick? Mm -hmm. Right? Right? So, you know, I go back to, and, and I'm trying not to get involved into the politics, but it's impossible not to when you're talking about woke capitalism, right? That capitalism says, hmm, what can we do to side with the woke culture, jump on board and generate additional revenue and increase our bottom line? right? It is important, guys. It is incredibly important that you really take a step back and analyze, right, the history of a company, what the company stands for, what they have done. And if this is something new, I'm sorry, man. I feel like you gotta, you gotta really start really taking a whiff to say, is this real or is this not real, right? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be more alert. Carlos, in, in, uh, I want to touch really quick. I, I know that that was a large, uh, our last subject but I want to talk about Conor McGregor at his fight over the weekend. And, you know, he, he's Trump. been talking. Yeah, he talked a lot of trash. And obviously, that's what we all love him for, for just... talking his trash. You know, but he ended up breaking his, his ankle. And it was a clean cut. Obviously, he was worried about the stoppage and make sure it was like a, a technical, you know, medical, whatever. Not a TKO or, or whatever they call it. Right, um, right. But what I want to talk to you about, one, is is he washed up or he just needs to, he's taking too many years or or too much gaps in between where all these guys are adding more to their belts and they're ready to fight at a given point and he needs to go back under like fighting the lower tier guys and get back up to before you can challenge the top top tier guys. And another thing is, but a guy that we expect a little bit more as a champ and then him saying it's like one thing is your opponent and then another thing is disrespecting his family do, do we expect as a as a culture to hey dude you're taking a little bit too over the board or is that what we expect from our bad guy because he went on twitter just for the record and he said you need people like me obviously Stating Scarface, the movie where it's like you need people like me to do to point like your me. yeah to point your finger and say that's the bad guy, right? Um, right, right, right. Do we need that, right. or is he a little bit over overboard? I want to just get your opinion on it. I think he's got. I I listen that number one. That's a very narcissistic mindset, <laughs> right? It's a very narcissistic. It's very wow. You really you really do see yourself as a person who is needed in this world, right? Or in your line of, of work. Listen, all I'm gonna say is- I think he is, was referencing to people saying, is like, oh, you should have done that. That's taking it too far. You're too disrespectful. You need to have a little bit more class. And he's like, I don't you need people like me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. be the bad guy. Look, man, I, I hate to say this, Alex, because I feel like I'm copping out on the answer, but it's entertainment, bro. Right? I it's mean, entertainment. It's entertainment right? It's, 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 it's Jake Paul wanting to fight Mayweather, right? It's Austin McBroom wanting to fight uh, whatever that kid's name is, right? It's all yeah. entertainment for the sake of cash. Why do you think Conor McGregor called that fight? He called it. He said it himself. Call the fight, right? Call the fight. Mm -hmm. it's, it's because of an accident or whatever he say, what? Uh, no, no, no. Doctor, because what did he, he say? Medical, medical, medical stoppage. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, a medical, medical stoppage. Stop. It's right. because he, he didn't because he didn't want it to look in his in his record. He didn't want it know, to like, look bad on him. Yeah. Of course. So, because the so, entertainment, right? The entertainment, the entertainment doesn't look as bad. Just went south. Right? It just went south. Well, it's because 
just because he said he's gonna be leaving on leave, uh, leave the stadium on a stretcher, this, this, and that, and the one who ended up leaving on the stretcher was him. So obviously, there's a lot of like, ah, you put your you put your foot where your mouth is. Look where you're at now. So you know, the other guy, you know, to me was very classy. He was like, you know, this, and now he's it taking too far. Okay. You know, whatever. So I don't know, but it's is I like Connor. I like what he brings to the sport. I know that maybe it's not classy, and look, these some of these guys are not role models, and you shouldn't look up to them. There's other role models out there that do a way better job. Um, right, you know, right, right. so anyways, Carlos. I just wanted to touch on that. I didn't want to skip over and go ahead and give us the quote of the day to wrap it up. Yeah, listen, I don't, I don't, I, and I, I think I say this just about every other week, man, but I don't, some of the quotes that I find to, to drop us off or to finish us off, man, are, are pretty interesting from the people that it comes with. Today comes from Dolly Parton. Dolly, <laughs> uh, Dolly Parton. You know who that is, right, Alex? Yeah, I have no idea. That's that lady. <laughs> Google her. Listen, Google her. And then you'll be like, oh, I think I know who this lady is. Uh, Dolly Parton says the way I see it, which is sounds like her, right? The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. I'll say it again and, and remove Dolly from this, right? This oh, is, she's a, yeah. You know who it is. We're right? $600 million. She's crazy. Oh, oh, yeah. She's listen. She's been around. She's been around. Yeah, Businesswoman sure. in Tennessee. Country oh, singer, absolutely. songwriter, producer, actress. Go ahead. She's like she's like the Elvis of country music. Uh, yeah, nineteen. You know, she was born nineteen forty-six. Anyways, keep yeah, going. Man. Sorry, inspiration. Go. Breaking down that bio. Uh, inspiration. Go. The way I see it, she says, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. My name's Carl. This is Alex. Thanks for tuning in. Later. The first one. You hey, wouldn't, one it, like? wouldn't it be better if you just stopped the recording and started over? <laughs> or no? No, because it's not. It's going to download. Here, let's do this. Okay, let's first. do this. Let's do this, meaning we're starting over. That way, when you're zipping through, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, the time he was flashing his hand. All right, here we okay, go. First. In three. <laughs> In three, one two, one. Hold on. I got to come down on my face. Head. It's because they go the no, grin. Like, I, I had the grin like this. Okay, hold on. Are you serious now? Five, four, three, two, one.